Welcome in, Iowa Hawkeye fans, to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I am Luke Big Takes Myers, and joining me, as always, is Joey Myers and Austin Myers. Fellas, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Luke. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good, you know. Uh, Hawkeyes keep rolling, and really no complaints on the home front here. Joey? I'm really good. At work today, I helped a lady jump her car, and she uh, gave me $10. So that was pretty cool. In hindsight, though, you know the song uh, The Chain of Love by Clay Walker? Yeah. Where he helps that lady with her car and then he like turns down the money and it's more it's like a pay it forward type thing. <laughs> Realize I probably could have pulled something like that afterwards. But, you know, daddy's going on spring break soon. He needs the extra yeah. money. Yeah. Don't don't act like you're sorry about it, because it's immediately after you finish doing that, Joey ran up to me and he goes, jump that lady's car, gave me ten dollar tip. I didn't even think about turning it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, you're not going to turn it down, especially when you're a college student. Yeah, well, you know, some people might have. Need it for the South Padre Revenge Tour. (laughs) Yeah, South Padre Revenge Tour. Spring Break 2K19. It's going to be lit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, guys, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we had the podcast after the Indiana game last week, right? Uh, Yes, that that is correct. That is a fact, yes. All righty. But the Hawkeyes had a game against Northwestern this past Sunday, and everybody thought it was just going to be a breeze-through game, but they also forgot that the Big Ten is absolutely loaded this year, and anybody can really beat anybody. Uh, so the Hawkeyes, if, you, if you've been sleeping under a rock for the majority of this week and you didn't see that they were trailing by 15 with 430 left in the game and had a 99.1% chance of losing, the Hawkeyes come back and win thanks to 11 Jordan Bohannon points late, and I believe seven or so by Joe Wieskamp, the freshman, also has some ice water in his veins. What are your guys' thoughts on this epic comeback by the Hawks? Uh, you know what, Luke? I'm not going to lie. For the majority of that game, I thought that we were going to lose. You know, kind of showed up to Carver. It was kind of a sleepy Sunday afternoon. I think it was a 5.30 tip. You know, showed up, and I think the crowd was announced at like 11,000-something. But if you would have told me that it was like 7,000, I wouldn't have doubted you because for the first like 38 minutes or so of that game, you could have heard a pin drop across most of the stadium. Wasn't a whole lot of energy there, and the players reflected that because the team did not come out ready to play for almost the entirety of that game. Obviously, things changed in the last four and a half minutes, and Iowa was able to get the job done. But uh, if if they play like that anymore. Uh, this season and they're not going to win those games but to that being said that was the most exciting finish to an Iowa basketball game that I can never remember and you know it seemed like in this game we did every single thing right we played good defense down the stretch we made open shots we made good decisions when it came to instead of fours and threes just taking the twos they're giving us and then northwestern helped us out by missing a couple free throws in clutch time and then of course our man a big dick jordan bohannon hits the greatest shot in iowa history maybe not but it was awesome (laughs) to see (laughs) that was awesome to see it was great the place was electric for the fans that stuck around and it was a great day to be a hawkeye again yeah the first 36 minutes of that game was like watching paint dry if even worse than that, I couldn't think of anywhere I would have rather been. Or I can think of a million places I would have rather been for the first 36 minutes of that game. The last four minutes, I cannot think of anywhere else I would have rather been. That was just 
that was w- one of the craziest. Although there wasn't that many people there because a bunch of people left late yeah. in the game. That was like the craziest atmosphere that I've ever been in. Grown men were jumping around, running like side to side in their aisle. And I that is one thing I didn't think we'd ever see from an Iowa team because we're usually on the other end of that. So it was a nice little change of pace. However, you said that most people thought this game would be a breeze. I feel like Northwestern is one of those teams that Iowa fans yeah. tend to not take for granted just because they always play us tough. So, yeah, but yeah, good, good, good win. Yeah. Regardless of football or basketball, uh, I will never think of Northwestern as a breeze for whatever reason. It seems like they always know how to play us well and uh, never, ever run the naked bootleg out of your own end zone. Yep. You hear that, Kirk? But uh, yeah, no, I I just want to start by saying that I think for, uh, Sunday evening games for college basketball should be banned. Stupid. The dumbest things ever. Everybody's winding down from a long weekend, and Carver just felt different from the start of that game. Like, it felt (laughs) tired. Like Yeah, it did. Very little students showed up, and, like, there was no energy in Carver for the first. Well, I would would say just get rid of Sunday games altogether. I mean, from from a fan standpoint, you think about it, a Sunday college basketball game, Kids are hungover from Sunday night, so if you have it early, they're not going to show up. And then late at night, you have parents that have kids that won't bring their kids to the game because it's a school night. So it just seems like a shitty day in general to have a, a college basketball game. I know that they have to have them on Sundays, but that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Sundays are Sundays are for football, and that's about it. Maybe church, too. I suppose church could probably be thrown in there. But yeah, that was absolutely the most... Uh, for the majority of that game, that was the most absolutely dead I've ever felt the atmosphere be inside of Carver. And let's be honest, a lot of times Carver doesn't have the greatest atmosphere. But that's a that's a that's a discussion for a different time. But last Sunday, especially, just from the moment that you walked in, it just it felt like there was something in the air that people just didn't really want to get excited about. Yeah, and I mean. It was like, I know the student section's not good for basketball games, but there was maybe 100 students at that game. Like, it, and it, if, if you take away the band, it's even less than that, probably. Like, it was so disappointing oh, to see. There was more than that. <laughs> Joey, the there band, was though, like... I was surprised. There the was, band, like, didn't even show up. It seemed like a, a quarter of the band was there. I don't know what was up with that. Yeah. There, was, there was not many students there at all. Like, maybe... There was more than a hundred, maybe five, ten, fifteen rows. But there's like forty-two rows in the student or in the sections at Carver. So like, there's yeah, it was very disappointing. Can't well, really. It's, it's because the student section at Carver is designed so stupidly. You know, if you don't show up an hour and a half before the game, you're not going to get good seats, and then they go all the way up to row 42. Well, who the fuck wants to sit in the student section and also be as far away from the court as you can possibly be? They need to redesign the student section to get the fans closer to the court, and that, in turn, get more of them to show up, and that'd make the atmosphere better. But Gary Bart is far too concerned about sucking off the big-money donors to keep them as close to the court as possible, so that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, I was I was listening I was listening to the, a radio show the other day. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was the Todd Brommel Camp show or what. But they were saying that they actually can't 
they could put the students uh, like in the seats, the pay seats where like the big donors um, sit, but they couldn't actually get them any closer to the court because of fire code. It was a flaw design with Carver. So I, I didn't know that because, you know, at some arenas, the fans are like even close, like right on top of the benches. Yeah, we can't we can't do that due to fire code. So that's pretty disappointing, too. Yeah. Right. Well, what what I meant by like getting them. Yeah, I, I, I know. Not in the nosebleeds. Like, give us like the first five rows, like all the way around the bottom of the bowl or something like that. I don't know. It, it can be to, the way that the student section is laid out could be configured a whole lot better to encourage fan engagement. Absolutely. But uh, just wrapping up my final thoughts on this game. You mentioned the first. I would even say the first 37 minutes of the game were snoozers. Like, it was just <laughs> miserable to watch. Just horrible basketball, bad defense. We were missing some free throws. But, uh, and we were, yeah, bad defense. Very bad defense. Bad halftime show. Yeah, the halftime. <laughs> Joey kept, keeps ripping it on was the not halftime good. show. You come, but... out, you come out with a bunch of jump ropes. I'm thinking, okay, this could be pretty good. And, like, most – I, I get it. They were young kids. Most of them couldn't even jump rope. Yeah, there was, was this not, one girl standing in the corner for the, not jump roping at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they were mostly young kids, except for one guy who had to have been like 30 because he was a grown-ass man with a beard, and he was out there supposedly like their age range was like kindergarten through 12th grade. Bullshit. Because that guy was... He he pulled out a Carlos from Benchwarmers and gave them a birth certificate and green crayon that said, I am 12. And they're like, yeah, this guy's good. He's got documentation. He's got the proper documents. But yeah, uh, nah, but so it's halftime show aside. Clearly the last four minutes of the game were some of the best was some of the best basketball I'd ever seen in crutch uh, crunch time or clutch situations. Usually those shots never fall for the Hawkeyes. Usually. Yeah. Full court pressure does not create several turnovers. Usually the other team will make all of their free throws. That's why I kind of have a feeling that this season is actually different because we lose that game. Or like earlier this year against Pitt when they had two looks at the buzzer, Pitt makes that shot usually and we lose that <laughs> yeah. game. Like, like there's just shit that's happened this year that makes me think, hey, this is like completely different and we have a legitimate shot to do stuff here and we're only two two games back in the loss column in the Big Ten. I know it's going to be a tough stretch to catch, but Michigan and Michigan State play each other two times still. I I think so. That could be we could make up a little ground here, especially with the favorable schedule we have have ahead. Uh, but clearly, clearly Jordan Bohannon was the biggest player in this game, uh, and I just want to mention I I. I'm, I basically bring it up every week, but he has the biggest brass balls in the history of Iowa basketball. I mean, whenever we need him to hit a clutch shot, he is there. And it was ironic because that was superhero night, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Because, jo- it? yeah, Jordan Bohannon played superhero. So, Yeah, wow. he's, inc- he's incredible. I, I don't know why he doesn't just come up and heat check all the time. I don't know why he doesn't shoot 23s a game to be honest with you because those last how many threes he made were tough as hell yeah. and he has yeah. he has the ability to make those so honestly wouldn't hate five times a half if he just dribbles it up the court and takes a tough contested three because i'm gonna guess that two or three of those are going in yeah he definitely uh needs to shoot more threes than he has been recently uh like in the last five games or so there's been a lot of games where he hasn't scored until late in the game or in the second half or hasn't even, like at Minnesota, he didn't even attempt a three. And 
Like, obviously, he's the best shooter on the team. He needs to be taking, like, at least seven or eight three-point shot attempts per game. But yeah, I think the reason that is this year is because we have some very, very good, capable bigs, and we try to force the ball down low. But like you said, Joey, I wouldn't mind if he kind of went like Steph Curry a couple times game, crossed the half-court line just inside the logo and hiked it up. Because if there's anybody in the in the state of Iowa that I want hiking up threes from right around the logo, it's Jordan Bohannon because that's where he's comfortable making shots, and he's done it time and time again. I yeah, just got absolutely got. But it looks like he's heating up here a little bit because he's had a couple of really big games in a row. Granted, they were in spurts late in the game, but hey, you take him where you can get him, and if he can get mm-hmm. going for maybe the Mar- a lot of shit crazy shit happens in March, so hopefully he keeps draining buckets in late game situation but uh we're actually uh, i have i have a little bit more to say about just the clutchness in the size of the testicles on our friend jordan so obviously that game winner against northwestern that we'll never forget and then uh also last year in the big 10 tournament he hit that super deep three against michigan descended into overtime then uh Nobody will ever forget that clutch three that he made at Wisconsin his freshman year to give us the win. So those are just like big clutch time shots that he's made. Now I got got some stats about him just being clutch player in like big games. So in Bohannon's five games in postseason play, either the Big Ten tournament or in the NIT, he's averaging 20.8 points per game, 9.2 assists per game, and he's shooting 24 of 45 from three-point range in those games, which comes out to 53.3% from three-point land. So this year, I was going dancing. If tournament or postseason Bohannon shows up for that, it could be an absolute sight to see. Yeah, that's some good number dropping right there. He, I mean, we get in the tournament literally anything is possible let's take Mm -hmm. care of the big 10 tournament first though because i think that's going to be a pretty pretty fun tournament the way that you know michigan's beating penn or penn state's beating michigan Uh, uh, northwestern's almost beating iowa didn't illinois beat a team here a few weeks back or something like that like anybody they took minnesota to the woodshed a couple weeks ago oh yeah they got absolutely murdered but like anybody can beat anybody and i think it's going to be like just really entertaining uh we're I, I know there were a ton of Hawkeye fans that left that Northwestern game early, like with about even like eight minutes left in the game. People were crawling <laughs> up the stairs Were we were at the game sitting by each other. Did, was there ever a thought going through your mind that we were going to leave? Yeah, we had that conversation. I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah. I was I think it was actually at the four minute mark. Evan said Hey, Joey, do you want to go? And I said, yeah, sure, I'm ready whenever you are. I was fully prepared to exit the arena. Yeah, but me, being the voice of reason around, I said, let's just stick around for a little bit longer, like at least until the next time out, because you never know anything can happen. Yeah. And then that's when things started to click. Yeah, I think it was like right after that, because I heard you guys talking about it, and I think it was like right after that, Wee's camp hit a three or something, and it trimmed it down just a little, and... From there, it was just all uphill for the Hawkeyes, and it makes me laugh at the fans that left early or turned off the game early because, like, 
I don't like, especially if you're at the game, you pay for the ticket, you paid to go to the game, like you paid for parking. What does it hurt you to stay for ten more minutes inside Carver? Like, it, yeah, I mean, go ahead. It it just doesn't make sense. Like I saw a girl on uh, girl on Twitter say, "Oh, well, some of us have to get home and see our daughters," and I'm thinking, well. Why don't first off? Why don't you bring them to a game sometime? I'm sure they would have a great time in Carver. Secondly, like, what is ten more minutes? And she said she's she hates waiting hours in the parking lot after a game. Where are you well, parking that it takes go, hours to get out of the parking lot at Carver? Hours might be an exaggeration, but I've probably sat in traffic there for like forty five minutes without leaving the lot. Well, yeah, but hours. Yeah. Okay. Everybody exaggerates a bit. Also, I mean, you say what's ten more minutes? They had a ninety-nine percent chance of losing that game, and in the past, they've given us no reason to believe that they would that they would win that game. Why not get a start on the traffic and maybe get home a little earlier? You know. Well, you. I mean, you already paid for the ticket. That's that's just the thing too. They paid for the ticket. They could decide what they want to do. I mean. I don't know. If it's a bad product, I don't. I don't. I don't think that everybody needs to stay till the end. But this team yeah. has given you a reason to stay this year. Not in that game, they didn't. I mean, they for and, up until that point, they played pretty terrible defense. The offense was disjointed, and they just really seemed to be exhibiting like a complete lack of effort. I mean, down 15 with four and a half minutes to go, you win that game, like, literally one in a hundred times. So, like, I didn't leave because yeah, anything can happen at any point, but I definitely, like, understand where people are coming from being like, yeah, we're not going to win this game. I mean, even earlier this year, uh, when we played Michigan State at home, the first half of that game was great, loud energy or whatever, and then we just came out and got absolutely blown out in the second half. There was like three minutes left or whatever, and we were down by a similar margin, 15 or might have even been more. And me and Joey and a whole bunch of other people did leave early because you could just tell that there was no chance we were coming back. So on the one hand, I get it, stay, because anything can happen on any given night. But I don't – I'm not going to rag on the fans for leaving early in a game where – you, they haven't shown you a reason to believe that they're going to make a comeback. And, also, and I, what were, all right, I was go, I, I was gonna leave early, but I'm not one of those fans that would leave early and after our one bad loss of the season, go on Twitter or be like, "Oh man, this team sucks. They're done." I I wouldn't be like that. That's those are the shitty. Those are the real shitty fans. The ones that are just so quick to flip. Mm-hmm. That, that's, well, you and know, I feel like that's, I, you know, at the start of the second half. Maybe a couple of minutes gone by in the second half. Those Twitter warriors online were ready to pounce. Actually, they yeah, probably were. The... They probably were feasting already up until the last couple minutes. Yeah, those people are idiots. But you can't say that it doesn't take a toll on the players either, because I don't know if you saw Tyler Cook's comments after the game about how he re- they recognized that the people left early. Like there was a question asked to him about the people who left early, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we." Like, he said something like, "Yeah, we." We we see them, we see them, and he said, "Write that down." Like he, they take no. Yeah. Okay, so what? So the people leaving early motivated them. Is that what it took for them to play good basketball? Or I don't really get what he was saying there. Because yeah. I mean, if you're if you come out ready to play that game, then 
you don't get down 15 in that situation. You don't have to worry about fans leaving early because pretty much every single player or coach that was interviewed after that game said, yeah, we weren't ready to play. We didn't deserve to win that game. Like, I get I get where he's coming from where, like, the, the players want to see the fans stick around for the whole time, but it's a double-edged sword there. If the players aren't showing up ready to play and they're not giving the fans, like, a pleasurable watching experience and what's the point sticking around yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give my best uh colin cowherd metaphor analogy thing here. oh boy so if you go to a movie people walk out of movies early all the time um the the uh directors and the actors don't reserve the right to be mad about that you just need to put a better product out there for the people to enjoy and it's like it's similar to this if the if what we were seeing was enjoyable and the Hawkeyes were playing well, people would have stayed. If the movie's good, people are going to stay to the end. I just, First, I just don't think that the, the, this conversation has a chance to go off the, the rails right now because the actors and directors don't care if you, but if you leave the movie early because you paid to see them and part of that profit is going to those guys. These NCAA athletes don't get dog shit. Well, Except I mean, for they, free school. Yeah. Oh, whoopty freaking do. My student loans would like to say that that's not just whoopty freaking do, but that's that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think a lot of this comes back to a conversation that we kind of touched on earlier is just the atmosphere inside of Carver is not very good these days. I think I saw ESPN had an article where they ranked the – most difficult Big Ten basketball venues to play, and Carver ranked ninth on that list. And they said in the article that when Carver is full and it's full of energy, it's one of the more difficult places to play. But on a typical night when, you know, you get 12,000 fans and nobody really wants to get into it, it's not that difficult because the fans are pretty far off the court and there's not a lot of energy. So I think that kind of ties into the whole thing is, you know, if the, the fans need to show up with the mindset of wanting to get loud, wanting to be into it, and that in turn kind of inspires the players to play harder, which then makes it a better game to watch. Therefore, people won't leave. But th- there's all sorts of issues with the way that Carver is designed, the mindset of people showing up and I, I, there's there's a lot more to it than people just wanting to leave a few minutes early i don't know i've i mean i've been to some stinker games in my life i grew up through the lick lighter era i watched Oof. james vandenberg play quarterback at the university of iowa and i never once left a game early so i mean i don't know i i just can't see why fans would do it and i you'll never change my opinion of that especially if you paid for the ticket to go to the game i don't know i I mean, I've watched some bad sports in my lifetime. Trust me, I'm a Twins, Vikings. Like, I've I've seen it all. I've been drugged through the mud, but I still go to their games. Like, I don't know. Uh, I know. I don't have any final thoughts on this or nothing new. Yeah, to add. I, think, I think I've stated my case. Alrighty, we'll move on then. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk a little projected seating here. So they're really still the Hawkeyes aren't getting any respect from anybody in America really. They they swept their who they were supposed to they they won versus Indiana on the road, a tough game. They beat Northwestern 
and we dropped a spot in the AP 25. Granted, I think the AP poll is a freaking joke because the sports writers don't know dog shit. These are the, these sports writers vote on the Hall of Fame for Major League Baseball every year, and they let it let us down every year then too by not putting in steroid era players. But I don't know. Where do you think the Hawkeyes should be seated right now? Are we talking well, NCAA seating or yeah, NCAA okay. seating? Um, um, I don't, I think that probably I think what where we're sitting right now is probably all right. I think it, it depending on which uh, whose projection you look at, Iowa sits between a five and a six seed. I don't think that that's that, that far off. I mean, we don't have any bad losses this year. But outside of Michigan, we don't have any like really good wins either. We've basically we've just been taking care of business when we were supposed to be doing that. So the way that we're currently projected, I think that's fine. There's still a whole lot of room for improvement down until we get to actual March Madness. I mean, we still have regular season games against Maryland and Wisconsin. Those will both factor in pretty heavily into the seeding, and then we have the possibility of a deep Big Ten tournament run. And as we've discussed before, the Big Ten is the deepest, best college basketball conference in the country this year. Most projections have the Big Ten getting nine teams in. So I think where we're sitting currently is it seems fair, but there's a lot of room uh, for us to improve moving forward. Yeah, I, I agree with Austin. I think five or six is pretty good for us right now. Um, I think the big knock on us is our defense. Our offense is up there with the best of them, but I was looking, I was seeing some defensive stats on, uh, on Twitter earlier and it was just completely unimpressive. So I think people are realizing that. And I think people are seeing that. And I think that might be where our 21, I think that might be where our drop came from this week in the AP poll. But I also think I read a tweet from Chris Hassel, I believe. And he said that he thinks that the voters, that submitted their vote before the game on Sunday was over. So that could play a factor in that as well. Yeah, I was going to drop that in there too because that makes a lot of sense. There's no way we should have dropped. Even just a win at Indiana last week should have put us up, put us, pushed us up farther with the way some of the teams ahead of them lost last week. But uh, I, I think a 5-6 seed's all right right now. But, I mean, if we get Maryland and Wisconsin as wins – those would be two huge resume-boosting wins. But if we take care of business against, who do we got, Rutgers twice? And mm-hmm. is it just Rutgers uh, twice, Maryland and Wisconsin and Nebraska then? I mean, Ohio State. Oh, oh and yeah. Ohio State. We play at Ohio State. Yeah, so those are, I mean, if we take care of business against the Rutgers and then Nebraska and Ohio State, yeah, we'd be fine. We'd probably still be a six, borderline seven seed, I'd imagine. But if we do win one or two of those games against Maryland and uh, Wisconsin, I think I, I don't think a three seed would be out of the possibility. That that would mean oh, we, we would be what a top twelve team in the country. I think that's a real possibility for us as we're sitting right now. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Um. If we win both Maryland and Wisconsin, uh, then though the only thing is we have to make sure that you don't have a bad loss somewhere between there. And basically, the only loss, like so, say, assuming that we beat both Maryland and Wisconsin, the only loss 
left that we could take on the schedule that wouldn't qualify as a bad one is on the road at Ohio State. So while those could both be huge resume-boosting wins, there's also the possibility of a resume-deteriorating loss as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... I think I saw what was Iowa State like a three or four projected right now. They were, I think projected, they were projected a four three currently. Oh, I thought last weekend during when they released their top four seeds for each region, they were a four. But I may have been mistaken. Oh, well, I, I'm pretty sure could, the story that I just read today had them projected as a three. But well, I mean, I think everybody, they, I think everybody's projections are different, so it kind of depends on who you're looking off of. I think they're miserably overrated. Yeah, I don't really understand how they're rated so high. I mean, what they have that one good win at Kansas, which I get is a very good. It's not win. that good well, anymore. Yeah, it's not yeah, very guess, good anymore. Yeah, but uh, like the Big Twelve is not that great at basketball this year, and I don't think I don't really remember them. No, full disclosure, I try not to watch much Iowa State basketball because <laughs> I hate those guys. But when I do, I'm always cheering for them to lose. But I don't remember them having like any great non-conference wins. They lost to us, and then so yeah, they won at Kansas. But besides that, I don't think that I don't, I don't think that they have like enough great wins on the resume to be rated as high as they are. So I'm not really sure where all that's coming from. All right. So next up on the schedule for the Hawks is Rutgers on Saturday. Do you guys want to touch on this game quick? Do you like drop something in here about it? I I don't really know a lot about Rutgers. Usually they have some pretty solid big men, and they're very tough to play at home. But other than that, I don't know a whole lot about that team from East. Yeah, no. I don't know a whole lot about them, but the game, it it feels like a trap game, kind of like Northwestern felt like a trap game last Sunday, and then we came like six seconds away from it being a trap game. This one definitely feels like that now because Rutgers, uh, while they're like last or pretty close to last in the Big Ten, they have been playing better lately, and they're a significantly better team at home than they are on the road, and we're going to Rutgers for this game. So that pl- them playing better at home, coupled with the fact that we're coming off like the highest possible high after the way that we beat Northwestern, it feels like it could be a bit of a trap. That being said, I think that Iowa goes out there and takes care of business, especially because we had almost a full week between games so everybody could get rested, get mentally focused again on playing Rutgers. So I think that there's a possibility that we come out and maybe don't play the best basketball for like the first 10 minutes of the game. But at the end of the day, we take care of business and come out of there with a W. Yeah, I don't really know much about Rutgers as I watch them twice a year, both times when they play the Hawks. So I really don't have much to say about this game. Other than that, Iowa just can't overlook them. They just need to go out there and play a full game. And I think we can beat them. Yeah, don't uh, over- that- don't overlook anybody, especially this late in the season with this favorable schedule you have ahead. What else were you going to say? That reminds me, we have, uh, me and Austin have to make good on our bet that we made last week. Uh, Luke was closest with Hawkeyes by six. Yeah. So, so me and Austin both have to shotgun. Yeah. I was only 17 points off in my prediction. All right. Almost. So, I was nine. So hold on a second. Let's, let's run this through. If nobody, if they didn't let us hear it last week. So if, uh, last week we started a, like a, I guess you could call it a betting segment where we'll try and do it every, every week or whatever. And, uh, you guess, how much the Hawks will win by that week against a certain opponent. So 
Last week it was Northwestern. I guessed six points last week that the Hawks would win by. Joey guessed 12 points? 10. 10 points. And Austin guessed 18, correct? Yes, that is correct. So I was the closest, so I do not have to shotgun a bush light this week. But Joey and Austin, you can go... You can go for it now if you would like. All right. All right. First of all, you said you don't have to shotgun a bush light. You don't. You don't have the privilege. Of <laughs> yeah. Slugging yeah. That's, bush light. That's, that's sure. more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. There's drinking a bush light is never a punishment. It is a smooth, smooth, refreshing beer. Favorite of Iowans all around. You just can't go wrong with it. Bush light, the official and, uh, sponsor of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. While I'm struggling to get my can open, do we want to take our bets for this game? At Rutgers? I'll start yeah. it off. Well, you, while it's you... just, ju- yeah, ju- just the Rutgers game. All right. I know we got... You guys crack your beers, and then I'll start with my pick. Three. Wait, wait, oh, I'm working wait, wait. on... I, I, I used too small of a fucking knife. Oh, Jesus, Joey. <sighs> Tell me when you're ready. I'm good to go. <laughs> Austin, Just start talking. You're a real pro. You know that? I know. I've done it a time or two. This guy oh, knows good. his alcohol. Yeah, I drink beer. <laughs> kind of cool. All right, I'm fucking ready. All righty. You good to go? Three, two, one. All righty. While those guys pound their beer, I'm going to start with my pick. Uh, so it's on the road, Big Ten game. Big Ten teams traveling east this year has kind of been a pain in the ass for basically everybody. So I'm going to say the Hawkeyes by, let's go one more than the Northwestern game. Hawkeyes by seven over Rutgers. Nice pick, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Stan, you finish your beer first, so you have the honors of going next. Thank you. All right. Um. Well, obviously betting big didn't work out for me last week against Northwestern, but... As they say, go big or go home, I will buy 16. That's not that big, puss. <clears throat> okay, up me, then. Well, I was planning on it originally. I'm not oh. doing this just, just I'm not doing this despite you. Um, I think Rutgers is a trash college. It's in a trash town. Um, the only good thing to ever come out of there, optometrist Dr. Ray, Ray Corey. <laughs> um... So, Iowa is going to win by 20 points. I'm setting 20. I'm saying at least 20. So, it's probably going to be more, but just to save my ass, I'll say 20. All right. I like where your head is at. Joey, Luke, not so much. Well, you know, life on the road in the Big Ten. Uh, Shout out Feltz, big Hawkeye Twitter guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really anything can happen on the road in the Big Ten, and it's going to be a tough game. Rutgers, I think, has four conference wins this year, which is basically unheard of because they are usually pretty freaking garbage. Yeah. I tell you what, Rutgers was like a negative addition to the Big Ten Conference because they fucking suck at football. They fucking suck at basketball. Basically, they're just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, so, those guys too. But, uh, yeah, basically, they're just here to suck the money away from all the other schools that actually contribute to trying to be good at good at athletics all right yeah, and they also pull the big 10 tournament out to the goddamn new york city which doesn't make any sense that's fucking Back to chicago this year though yep, yeah it's chicago this year. either chicago or indianapolis every single year i don't give a fuck that maryland and Rutgers are on the east coast they can 
truck their asses to the Midwest because that's where we're at. God damn it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we'll wrap up this episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report with our only segment. I guess we have two segments now with yeah, the we weekly. Have two segments yeah, we'll, we're getting better we're, at it. We're getting there. Ooh, but here, it's thought, it's thoughts from my cousin, uh, Space yeah. Cowboy, jumping in here. Yeah. All right. Before I get into the thoughts from my cousin, I have a suggestion for another segment that we could add to the show. Let's hear. So it. this actually comes from my cousin. <clears throat> This is just a thought from my cousin before thoughts from my cousin. But a segment that we could do that would be funny is every week we could read off the uh, stupidest tweets uh, from Cyclones fans that we can find for the week. I do like that. Could we make, could we make it and or Nebraska? Yeah. Well, Nebraska Twitter is yeah. don't Iowa State and Nebraska are basically the same thing. They both suck. They're both little brothers to Iowa. They're both west of Iowa City, so they're basically irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much. Alrighty, so Space so, Cowboy, let's hear his thoughts on the se- the topics <laughs> for this week. All right. <clears throat> Actually, he may want to change the name of the segment because this week, it, the answers that he gave me, he titled them "Thoughts from Space." <laughs> kind of like that. Alrighty. But here we go. <laughs> thoughts from space. Bohannon has some large stones. If life in basketball doesn't work out, at least he can get into large testicle fetish porn. <laughs> I had to start folding laundry at the eight-minute mark because I needed to do something that I hated more than seeing the Hawks lose to a bunch of nerds. It was that or getting into heroin, but boy, was I glad I didn't shut it off. <laughs> Love Cook's comments. That guy has been bashed on more than anyone. I even heard a large amount of people last year starting rumors that he was transferring to Missouri to sit out a year. The man loves to win and has dreams of the NBA. If that's wrong, then I don't want him to be right. <laughs> I was, I was seen on ESPN as low, in my opinion, but I kind of like it. Might keep Iowa from their typical February waking up covered in pissy sheets every night trend <laughs> from past past years. Can't overlook anyone if they want to get a good seed. I should be on top four for Big Ten tourney. Otherwise, got to stay in the five to six range and make a push. Otherwise, NCAA wise. Might be stuck in the five to seven spots, but history shows that a three seed NCAA doesn't guarantee shit. Thanks a fucking lot, Northwestern State. I hate you. <laughs> oh, that brings back tough memories right there. It's not great. Uh, side thoughts: Iowa baseball is back this weekend. Skohawks can't wait to see some dick slapping tallywacks and dong bombs that <laughs> dong bombs that reach Mars. Pitching staff stays healthy. But, Pitching staff stays healthy. This will be a fun year, even with all the guys who went pro. Heller has some great recruiting skills, considering most guys aren't getting hard on thinking about playing in 10 inches of snow. Finally, don't be a cheap ass. Buy Girl Scout cookies this year. Unless you're not allowed within 200 feet of a school or park, then make your own cookies. Like Stin, Godspeed. (laughs) Why? I don't get why the last part was thrown in there, but I'm not sure I want to know why either. But all right, um, Joey. Any any last thoughts here? Yeah, wrap yeah. It up? Speaking of the baseball team, speaking of the baseball team, if um, Harper and Machado go unsigned any longer, uh, does anyone know if they have eligibility left? They could really add something to Hiller's squad, I think. Yeah, well, Harper came right out of high school, so he definitely does. I, and I'd well, assume 
that I assume a shadow probably does too. That's a that's a good thought, Joey. I'm we pretty might sure have something to keep an eye on. I'm pretty sure if yeah. you go pro, your eligibility is out the window. But we're gonna wrap it up here for this week's episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Twitter names are at go underscore hawks Iowa for Hawkeye Tailgate Reports Twitter. My Twitter is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is at JoeMama2196. Austin still doesn't have a Twitter. Uh, Pat Carver the rest of the way here. If there's not a sellout of Nicholas Bears Senior Day, I'm going to throw a little bitch fit in front of y'all. But uh, Hawkeye Baseball back this week. Hawkeye Basketball, two more games. The women's basketball team's got some games here this week, some big ones. So make sure just pay attention to some Hawkeye sports and cheer them on the rest of the way. Thanks for listening, guys, and go Hawks. Go Hawks.